It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And he takes the snap. Back to throw. Under pressure. Avoids the rush. And he's going to fight out of it. Still fights out of it. Now throws it deep downfield. Wide open Tyree. Who takes the pass. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, a couple minutes after 5 o'clock, it is a Tuesday morning as we are barreling our way towards December. Nice to see you, Eddie Scazzeri. The Eddie Scazzeri, no, Eddie Jockerman. who do you think we're talking? And across from me, his name is Al Steven Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, is it time to go back to just Sunday football games, Jerry? That yes, way, please. That way games like that happened last night between the Bears and the Vikings would just be kind of lost in a 1 o'clock window. I couldn't agree more. Boring. Along with other. The game ends 12-10. Yeah. Bears winning after a late field goal, which if I do the math, Jerry, that means it was 10-9. Correct. And I looked at halftime, it was 3-3. Three to three. Oh, there was seven minutes and eight minutes to go in this game. Yeah. I believe it was eight minutes to go in this game. And the Bears were winning 9-3. 9-3. It was this awful. Is where we're at. Josh Dobbs then proceeded to miss a wide-open receiver. I mean, wide-open down the left side. They wound up scoring and taking the lead, but it was awful. There was, I forget what, what betting site it was. They posted that a guy bet $50 for a no-touchdown Monday night game where he would have won $6,000, and with eight minutes to go, he was winning. I might start making that bet, a no-touchdown game. Yeah. I just bet all the games, because uh, you're going to get one soon. Absolutely. you got to bet some money, though, to win some money. This oh, guy I bet see. 50 bucks. 50 bucks, that's pretty good. I'm with you, though. If we're going to have Thursday night football, Ugh. no more Monday night football. Right, because you got Pick Thursday one. night, Sunday that's night, too much. Monday night. It's... There, there's not enough good games every week I agree. to get them on there. I completely agree. No, we, we couldn't have thought even prior to the season that the, putting the Bears on primetime was going to be a good idea. Uh, no, right? no, I'm, I'm with like you on Like the that. Jets, we understand the mistake that was made. We thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be in primetime. Well, the mistake was him tearing his Achilles. That was a big one. Yeah. That was a big part of it. I guess there was a lot of belief in Justin Fields, perhaps. Maybe. But when you got, I don't know, the coach is boring. The team is boring. They, even when they win, they're boring. Correct. Now, now uh, how the mighty, fo- I mean, we prop people up in the NFL so quickly, and then we'll tear them down in a second. Going Josh Dobbs here? Yes. Well, I never understood. This is the one thing I've never gotten. Josh Dobbs was a nice backup quarterback in the NFL. And you know what? When he has come in in spot play, he's been good. The idea, though, that he's going to be really good every week, he's been around a long time and on a lot of teams. If he was going to be really good consistently, he would have stuck somewhere. So he did a nice job. 
the idea now that they might move on from him, why, that's not shocking to me. But yeah. you're right. It's like build him up, tear him down, build him up, tear him down. He threw four picks last night. Three of them off deflections, I believe. Is that right? Yes. Uh, well, two for sure. They're, they're, and one, I mean, inexcusable on the receiver's part. But, yeah, four picks go to his credit. And then head coach uh, Kevin O'Connell did not commit to Dobbs moving forward, saying that uh, Jaron Hall is back. And uh, Nick Mullins is also available. Nick Mullins. (laughs) The guy from the 49ers? Yeah. (laughs) He was one of the backups here with the uh, Vikings. And then he got hurt. I forgot about that. He got hurt as well. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's just so funny. Like, we were just like, oh, my gosh, Josh Dobbs. He didn't even know the offense. He came in and he won a couple games. And. He was just introducing himself to teammates during touchdown celebrations. And I was like, oh, he threw four picks. Get out. <laughs> you You're suck. not allowed one bad game anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is these games are so precious that it drops them down to 500, 6-6. Six six. You lose to a division rival. But here's the thing. They're, even if they make the playoffs, yeah. where are they going? Nowhere. Nowhere. They don't have, you know, they don't have their guy in Kirk Cousins. It could stop. Yeah, I always like these things like on the bubble, in the hunt. For in the what? hunt for what? Exactly. Right. To go be a sacrificial lamb in January. Right. For one wild card game where you're going to get rolled by the number one seed. Have there been, Eddie can probably help with this, and I would have to think about this. Any Cinderella stories that you can think of? That became Super Bowl winners, and I don't just mean a wild card team that had a run. Because you can, like the Giants, when they won the Super Bowl, they had really good players and you could make the case for them. Like, I can't make the case for the Vikings without Kirk Cousins making a run in the playoffs. Yeah, the only one that I always remember from my childhood is the Jim Plunkett-led Oakland Raiders in 1981. But didn't they they have Hall of Famers on that team? Well, they had... um, hmm, Wasn't Marcus Allen there already? No, I think... Before Marcus Allen? Yeah, he was before Marcus. But they had Cliff Branch at wide receiver... They had Kenny King uh, running back. Okay. They had some guys, but they were, I think, a wild card team. And that's the only one, like, because that held up for, like, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what It's about, changed now, but yeah. What about the Oakland Raiders in 1981? So, no, I don't, I don't believe any of these, especially, like, when you look in the AFC. I guess NFC too. You're not getting past the Eagles or the Niners. No, I would think Eagles, Niners, Cowboys have to be the three that you would think. Yeah, two of those teams are going to be in the NFC Championship game, and in the AFC, it's obviously the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I mean, we know the teams at this point, and the Ravens. So who knows? Jerry, what about the first uh, Kurt Warner Rams Super Bowl team? They kind of came out of nowhere. They came out of nowhere, but that was the greatest show on turf. They were putting up a million points. So I think when you got to the postseason, it was kind of like, can anybody stop the Rams? I'm talking about a team like the Vikings that very well might make the playoffs at 9-8 and eight with a backup quarterback, kind of doing it with smoke and mirrors. They can't go on. They're just not good enough. I think the Giants, you know, that Super Bowl 40 is the only one. Except the Giants had really good players everywhere. That that's why to me that doesn't even qualify because you can I think going into that you could make the case like you know can they I think was that the the, the game at Lambeau was that the season where they beat the Packers right that was the most surprising and then if you go back even years prior to that when they beat the Cowboys in Dallas that's still a division game you can make the case they could have won that game which they did I don't know I like look at this Viking team what about the Eagles going anywhere Eagles beating the 
Patriots with uh, Foles. Hey, that's a good one. You know down. what? That's actually a good one. Nick Foles. In the, now, the Eagles are damn good. Yes. But you are right with Foles at quarterback, and no one expected that. That's a good one, actually. I see here a list of seven teams. This just came out on uh, November 13th, so it's only two November 20th. Two weeks ago, as uh, from Fox Sports, they put out uh, seven wild card teams that won the Super Bowl. Okay. It was the Raiders, as I mentioned. Right. The 97 Broncos. But that was Elway. The, 20, the, the 2000 Ravens. Yeah, that's another good one because they had Trent Dilfer, but their defense was so dominant. Yes. But you're right, not a great quarterback in terms of the way he played. Okay. The 2005 Steelers. I guess that would have been Ben Roethlisberger, right? You know Against, what the, uh, they were the sixth seed. You know what the difference is there, though? It's And this I shouldn't say this because it shouldn't matter. It's still the Steelers. I don't know. So it's got a different vibe for you than a Vikings. Yes, yes. Then you had the 2007 Giants, right. the 2010 Packers, okay, and the 2020 Buccaneers. But they had missed the Tom Brady. They had Tom Brady, which changes things. See, I would not even, even though that was just three years ago, I don't remember them being a wild I don't team with Tom Brady. I don't either. And yet they were the division winner at 8-9 and nine last year Yeah, with Tom very Brady. Very strange. Yeah, how about that? What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I see Tom Brady is now, like, no longer living in cold weather. Well, when was he? I thought he moved to Florida when he went to the Bucks. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Why? What were you seeing? I still seen him in, like, uh, a bathing suit in a pool. And they were like, Tom Brady's uh, not moving back to the to the wintry states anymore. Would I you? Guess, no. Right. I would never. I was listening to a podcast where Wayne Gretzky was the guest. Wow, could you repeat that for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> On my way in. Yeah. I listened to Theo Vaughn's podcast. And who he, the hell is Theo he's Vaughn? He's a comedian. He's very good. Okay. And he had uh, Wayne Gretzky on, who seems like just the sweetest guy. Is Yes. But he you know, he grew up in uh, the, the frozen tundra of Canada, but he mm-hmm. lives in Jupiter, Florida now. Man, everyone just gets soft and goes to Florida. That's, it sounds lovely, it though. Does. It really does. Except those hurricanes kind of scare me. right. Well, there's something everywhere. we got blizzards right. here. And I think we're going to get ready for a, a big winter season. I have a bad feeling about this winter. I also feel like during during the pandemic, too many people moved to Florida. Uh, it might be a very overpopulated, but the yeah. state's so big, I'm sure you can find a nice, cozy corner. Yeah, you'd have to find like one of those weird towns that you, you know, one of these backwoods <laughs> Florida Delran. <laughs> yeah. Delran, Florida. You know what sounds lovely? Like Charleston, South Carolina. Oh yeah. That's what I think I think about Charleston, South Carolina a lot. And that I've never been lovely. Don't know a single thing about it. But it does sound lovely, Jerry. It sounds like we'll just be relaxing on the porch sipping tea. Or like Ben Matlock. You can go to Savannah, Georgia. Right. I'm pretty sure that's where his firm was. Mm-hmm. Big yeah. Matlock fan. Uh, no, I was never a no. Matlock fan. Okay. I'm aware he exists, and I know senior citizen grandmothers normally enjoyed it. You liked uh, Matlock? I loved Matlock. I was blown away the day I realized that that was Andy Griffith. 
<laughs> I think I was watching that show on re- on reruns for about a year when it hit me that that was Andy Griffith from the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. I'm like, wow, look at this. Now he's, he, what would he, he was a crime solver? Yeah. They were like, well, he was a defense attorney and then he had his private investigators that would go and crack the case. All in the Georgia area. I, Savannah, Savannah, I believe, is where it was based. Yes. I love that show. Hmm. Now I watch it. I'm like, boy, this is terrible. It's weird watching the old shows now. But it felt so advanced back then. Sure. All right. So if I, but here's what's interesting. If I watch Law and Order from the mid 90s when it first started, it still looks, while it looks older, the production of it and the cases are still pretty good. And that's 30 years ago now yeah. almost. That has not aged poorly. Matlock was the late 80s, early 90s. It's not like that was in the in the 60s. That has not aged as well. Not quite. No, mm. a little hokier. Mm. Not All so right. much. Did you like Dragnet back in the day? No. <laughs> I don't like anything in black and white I other than the monsters. The mon- <laughs> See, I love Lucy. No? No. Adam's really? family? Eh, that was like a second-rate monsters to me. Early I Dream of Genie in no. black and white? No, I just I can't get into black and white stuff. Twilight Zone? No. I, I think he asked and answered it. But Monsters, that seemed like it should have been in black and white. Like when I see it colorized for yes, a, a I, film yeah, yeah, yeah. and seeing a green Herman Munster, it looks weird. Yes, I hear you. I like a gray Herman Munster. Because <laughs> that's the way we picture the way life was. Yeah, everything was in black and white back yeah, then. Not quite. Hmm. Uh, Joe Shane held a press conference yesterday, Jerry. Yeah, talk about boring. Yeah. Seems like such a nice man, though. But nothing happened, right? Not really. No, I listened to most of it because I was here still. Yeah. Um, here's the summary of Joe Shane. Daniel Jones is our quarterback. Might have to look to get another quarterback. Tommy DeVito's a nice story. Evan Neal needs to play better. Okay. Right. Yeah, I always think when um, when we play those live on the air, it's that's like the host just going, ooh, I get off for half hour. <laughs> Well, I will give BT and Sal credit in this regard. They commented through it. Yeah, that annoys me, though, too, sometimes. But it but it shows they were listening and paying attention. Yeah. I don't even like when they when a host will go, like, you'll be hearing, like, well, we need to get a new quarterback. And the host will go, you're listening to the Joe Shane press conference on WFAN. Like, yeah, I'm trying to hear it. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Well, I guess that's for people that tune in a little late. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell is this? That's true, because I... Thought that when I was at the urinal. What the yesterday. hell is this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm at the urinal and I'm here and I go, this doesn't sound like BT or Sal. Doesn't sound like either one of these guys. What gave that away? No, he was pleasant. Wasn't yelling? Voice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what's goofy though about yesterday? Brian, I understand trying to be coy about the whole quarterback thing, but even this whole thing with Tyrod Taylor and, right. and Tommy DeVito. He literally said seven different ways. Well, you know, we're going to have some meetings, and, and when we talk, we're going to talk in the meetings about uh, about that spot. And you know, we, but we have a lot of conversations in these meetings that are still going to come up. And when the meetings happen, and then maybe we'll know after the meetings. It's like, just tell us who's playing. Will you tell us that Tommy DeVito is playing quarterback? Come right. on. Because here's the thing: if you put in anyone other than Daniel Jones in place of Tommy DeVito, you lose. Like I, right think, now, I actually think you'll piss off the fans. Absolutely. I agree with you. Because he is something to watch now. It's, He's a fun story. Right. And, and their it, season has sucked. Yes. So it's got that gives you something to tune in to on Monday. I, co- I couldn't agree Sundays. with you more. Well, Josh Dobbs was a fun story. It was. Now it's not fun. 
I don't know why. Agreed, but here's the difference, kind of like what we said. The difference is Josh Dobbs has been in this league a long time and kind of is what he is. He's capable of playing well once in a while, but in the end, we know. We don't know about Tommy DeVito at all. All I've seen is like a little bit better each week and kind of fun to watch. Yes. You know, I, the whole thing is just uh, silly. It's silly, it's silly, it's silly. But what are you going to do? So I want to see if I can actually find this for you because I want to see you blow your brains out. All right, so this is Brian Dable asked if a decision. I'll stop it because it's long. All right. Asked if a decision has been made on the quarterback after the bye. Yeah, we're just we're just getting started here. We're just finishing up. Still got a little bit to go finishing up with the coaches on this game. And, you know, work as a coaching staff and, you know, discuss a lot of things, look at a lot of things and, um, you know, try to fix some things. That'll be something, obviously, we talk about as well. Is it as simple as who gives you the next best chance to win, or are there other things to consider? Yeah, I'd say we're, we're just getting started on that process now, so we'll uh, you know, we'll have plenty of meetings here tonight, tomorrow. <laughs> I would appreciate at a press answer. conference him come out and just go, listen, no matter what you ask, I'm going to give you no information, <laughs> so let's just end this charade right now and you all go home. <laughs> that would be awesome. We're I mean, Bill Belichick basically does that without telling you that. That would be cool if a coach would stand up there and say, listen, guys, here's what's going to happen. One of two things. One, we can I can tell you I'm not going to tell you anything, and you can all go home nice and early. Or two, ask away, and I'm going to lie right to your faces. Because yeah. sometimes, at least like with Rob Sala, he hasn't been doing this long enough where like he gets confused sometimes. And, and foot and mouth sometimes. Yeah, sometimes he says things he shouldn't say. Sometimes he just has long pauses where he's giving you a different answer than he's going to speak. Right. But Ryan Dayball is not like that. Mm-mm. Not at all. I feel like I'm saying his name weird. Dable. It's Dable. Dable? Dable like table. Dable like table. Some not pe- Dable. I, now, I have heard people say Dable. 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 Say it fast five times. Dable, 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 Dable. That was pretty good. Now, Dable five times. Dable. Dable. <laughs> it's not Dable. <laughs> all right, we got to take the break. Uh, coming up right now, when we come back, we got a lot more to do. We're just scratching the surface. In season tournament talk after the break as well. <laughs> And then we got Boomer and Geo at six on the fan.